Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, August 2nd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and check out the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. We are now officially in the month of August, ladies and gentlemen. Wowza. Time just continues to fly right on by this summer. Um, but being in August now, I definitely wanted to let all my tremendous listeners out there know that the Lockdown Podcast Network, at least for all their NHL channels, will be going into off-season mode here now for the next two months. Meaning that instead of five episodes a week like normal, we'll be dropping down to only three with it just kind of being that, that time of the summer where things are uh, expecting to slow down. We just had... What, we just had free agency, the NHL draft, the expansion draft. We had a bunch of stuff go on in in a a two-week span there in the middle of July. But now that that's all said and done, uh, August and early September is really where things kind of hit a little bit of a screeching halt. So August will only be three episodes a week here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Of course, barring that something else crazy happens, then I will try to... uh, Get out a bonus episode for you all if that winds up being the case. But I just wanted to give you all a heads up and uh, let you all know about what's coming next here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. And I mean, I don't know if you all have really considered this, but we have been in regular season mode since back in December. I've basically been doing five shows a week for the last eight months or so now. It's been a grind to put it nicely. Uh, Hence why some weeks in the past there have only been four episodes dropping because, um, again, for all my listeners out there, this isn't my full-time job. I really wish it was, but unfortunately I do have to work uh, a second job, work in the afternoon to, to get all my bills paid and everything. So to be doing five episodes a week for eight months straight on top of my other job as well as, you know, just everything that happens in this thing called life, It's time for a little bit of a break here for me, Um, but it won't be too long of a break. I believe it will be uh, all of August will be three episodes a week, and then the first couple weeks of September will be the same, but once we start getting closer to training camp 
and uh, the start of the regular season, then we will be going back to five episodes a week, and that should be uh, sometime, I'm guessing, again, in either the last week of September, or uh, we'll officially be going back to full-time at the start of October. But moving on from that stuff now, though, uh, just wanted to give you all a quick heads up, but getting into some Blackhawk stuff now, holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, do we got some exciting news to kick off the show here today, as on Sunday morning, just about 24 hours ago now, we officially got word that 36-year-old goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury, the 2021 Vezina Trophy winner for the top goalie in the National Hockey League, will officially be suiting up for the Blackhawks next season. Let's go, baby. And there's been much debate over, you know, what was going to happen with Flower here in Chicago in the past week. Would he retire and stick stick with his family in uh, suburbia, uh, the Vegas suburbs? Or would he continue on his with his historic career and come to the Windy City to be their number one goaltender? And we found out yesterday morning that it is, in fact, going to be the ladder for Marc-Andre Fleury. He just got on a plane uh, heading to Chicago and is going to be a member of the Blackhawks. How about it, ladies and gentlemen? Marc-Andre Fleury, your number one netminder for next season. Truly incredible. Uh, and it's been, you know, as I just said, it's been a little bit of a nerve-wracking last few days waiting for Fleury to come to a decision. And according to Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, earlier in the week, um, he wrote up a report stating that a source told him that Fleury was actually leaning towards not coming to Chicago and just keeping his family all together in the Vegas suburbs. But I guess something changed in the past few days after um, Fleury took the time to discuss everything over with his family. Um, Not sure what may have caused his change of heart, but hey, I'm certainly glad it did because this is an enormous boost to the Blackhawks roster for next season. And you know, with the way that, the way the thing that things ended for Flurry in Vegas, they basically just kicked him to the curb and lied to him about his future with the club. You know that has to at least put a little bit of a chip on Mark Andre Fleury's shoulders. I know he's like the nicest guy in hockey, and he always has a smile on his face. But after seeing how Vegas just treated him and basically did not fulfill his uh, his wish of at least finishing out his contract there in Nevada, um, you know that's got to put a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And that's why, ultimately, even though earlier in the week the reports weren't looking good, I did deep down ultimately think that Fleury would wind up joining on with the Blackhawks. First, because of that chip on his shoulder because of how Vegas just treated him. And also, who retires after they just won the Vezina Trophy? You know, that, that would be a little bit weird to me. Even though, again, Fleury, super nice guy. He doesn't really care about the records and that kind of stuff. Um, but to hang it up after, you know, a, a peak year in your 16, 17-year career, I just I just didn't see that happening. So, um Glad to hear that Fleury will be coming to Chicago for the 2021-2022 season where he will be under contract for one season at a $7 million AAV. Vegas didn't retain any of his salary in the trade that went down on Tuesday. But just to remind you all, now that we know that Fleury is officially in with the Blackhawks, 
They only gave up 2018 fifth round pick Michael Hakarainen in order to nab him from the Golden Knights. I know that Vegas, they weren't willing to pay him and um, they weren't sure if he was going to continue to play in another city, but that is about as bad a return you can get for a guy who just won the Vezina Trophy. The Blackhawks basically got him for scot-free. Vegas just didn't want to have to pay him anything. And also, something to consider here too, Michael Hakarainen is still going to continue to play in the Blackhawks organization for next season. He can play in either Rockford or Indy in the ECHL. Vegas didn't even want him to come out there. They, they basically just wanted to take some cap hit off of Chicago and, and get a deal done. Um, so I thought that whole situation was was kind of funny. Hakarainen's still going to play in the Blackhawks system. And now they have Marc-Andre Fleury as their number one netminder. It's, it's been a crazy last week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but that, I mean, in my opinion, I think how Vegas went about it, I think they really did not expect him to go and play for the Blackhawks. I honestly think they thought he was going to retire, but uh, Fleury kind of called their bluff a little bit. So did the Blackhawks, I guess you could say. Um, and... It didn't. It actually didn't look like it was going to be uh, a realistic option for Flurry, but he talked it over with his family, uh, and uh, I guess he came to terms and figured out that he wants to keep playing in the National Hockey League, and he will be coming to Chicago for next season. And from the Blackhawks' standpoint, again, by only giving up Michael frickin' Hakarainen, I don't know how anyone can look at this trade as anything besides an A++ for the Blackhawks' front office on this one. All right, there's the latest on Marc-Andre Fleury telling the Blackhawks that he's in for next season. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about a couple of the latest updates we have on the lawsuits that the Blackhawks are currently facing. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, and they also have a couple of new flavors right now like strawberry and grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you like mint. And they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's a capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up discussing Marc-Andre Fleury announcing that he will join on with the Blackhawks for the upcoming season. Moving on now into segment two on today's show here. A little bit more of a serious, serious topic coming up next. Just a quick warning to all the listeners out there, but I am going to get into some of the latest updates that we have on the current lawsuits that the Chicago Blackhawks are facing. So, 
at the moment, things are kind of slowing down a little bit, as they tend to do in the legal process once court is, you know, starting to come into play, potentially. There's just not a whole lot emerging from either the Blackhawks or the the player that is suing the team. But one thing I had to be sure to mention on the show here today is what 2010 Stanley Cup champion defenseman Nick Boynton had to say about this situation that is currently taking place. Boynton, along with Brent Sopel, have been one of the few players from that championship team to come out and state the facts and tell everyone that they were aware of this at the time and knew what was going on inside that locker room. It's actually very courageous for Boynton and Sopel to be doing the things that they are. Uh, And I I could tell that Brent Sopel was just that type of guy when I interviewed him on this show here back in December. He was just that honest guy that, that wanted to do the right thing in every situation. And I'm glad to hear that he's come out and said that uh, he, he shared his piece and hasn't bit his tongue one bit. And I knew he probably didn't have any problem doing so. He's not the biggest fan of the Blackhawks organization. Um, but going back to Boynton, he actually sat down for about an hour. I think it was last Friday with Rick Westhead of TSN, who, by the way, has been doing a tremendous job covering this situation. He and Ben Pope have really been on top of their stuff regarding this lawsuit. I think, to me, those guys are the 1A and 1B of followers you, you want to uh, keep up with if, if you want to know all the details about, about this situation. But anyways, Boynton sat down with uh, Rick Westhead for a good chunk of time last week, and during their conversation, there were a couple of, couple of interesting pieces that I for sure wanted to be sure to mention. First, Boynton actually remembered how he first heard about this situation. He first heard about it from then-teammate Jake Dowell, who was a black ace for the Blackhawks during that postseason run, a minor league player who basically just traveled with the club in case of in case of injuries. Um, but once Boynton heard about this from Jake Dowell, he then went to skills coach Paul Vincent, who was a former police officer, and players were hoping that since he was a former cop, he'd be able to take care of the situation accordingly. And unfortunately, the Blackhawks front office didn't give Paul Vincent that opportunity. Um, But one question that Rick West had asked Boynton is that he wanted to know which members of the 2010 Blackhawks knew about this at the time. Who knew about this when it was taking place 11 years ago and have said nothing over the past decade? And Boynton did not hold back by any means. He even specifically mentioned a few guys. First, Boynton said that basically everyone on the effing team knew about it, except he he only didn't say effing. He said you can talk to the coaches. He specifically mentioned John Torchetti, who was the assistant coach of the Blackhawks back then. Uh, Brian Campbell was specifically called out, as was Patrick Sharp and Patrick Kane. So according to Boynton, the superstars of this team knew, as did the entire coaching staff. So, uh, to hear, you know, Patrick Kane come out and say he didn't know about this at the time, same with Jonathan Taze, uh, Joel Quenville said the same, along with Mark Bergevin, Kevin Cheveldayoff, and it's just hard to believe what those guys have said when Boynton told us basically everyone knew, and they're just trying to cover up for themselves at the moment. Uh, I do want to say, though, just because Boynton said it, it doesn't mean that literally 
everyone on the team knew. I think that's kind of an unfair statement to make. Maybe not everyone knew, but it for sure sounds like the strong majority did. And for this many people to come out and say they never heard about it up until now, that's just, it's a, it's all a little bit sketchy. And it's, it's just kind of sad if we do find out that these guys have just been lying to our faces this entire time. This horror story just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's almost like the NHL doesn't care. They're not doing anything about it. They let the Blackhawks hold their own investigation. And who even knows if we're ever going to see the findings here? Because in the past couple of lawsuits that have involved professional sports teams in North America, neither the Miami Dolphins with the Richie Incognito situation, which was, oh my goodness, what a nightmare there as well. That like 180 page report never got released to the public. And the same with the Dallas Mavericks. They just had um, an internal investigation, I believe back in 2018. And that was, I think it was either 120 to 140 pages and not a single one of that got released to the public. So can't say I'm all that confident it's going to happen in, in this situation either, which is really disappointing to hear because the people certainly deserve to know what this team was doing behind closed doors and who people, if you're a fan of this team, you deserve to know if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze have covered up sexual assault for the past 10 years. That's important. We need to know the findings of this, but it, I, I'm not all that confident that that's going to become a reality here. So kind of just another real kick to the stomach finding out about these players as, you know, according to former defenseman Nick Boynton, most of the Blackhawks superstars and most of their beloved coaching staff were aware of the sexual assault that Bradley Aldridge committed on one of their teammates way back in the summer of 2010. All right, there's a quick update on the latest news regarding the Blackhawks lawsuits. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer. However, football season is right around the corner. And also, UFC is in full swing all year round. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device today to sign up. And don't forget to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done sharing a quick update on the latest news regarding the Blackhawks lawsuits. Now, before I wrap up the show here today, 
It's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I wanted to answer today comes from at the cat. 0818 on Twitter. Thanks for asking the question over the weekend, Kat. They asked, any chances that there's an extension coming for Marc-Andre Fleury in Chicago? Probably not. Um, Although I'm not going to say it's completely out of the realm of possibility, but just thinking about this team and Marc-Andre Fleury at this point of his career, I mean, he is going to be 37 this season. His contract expires after the year. And with Kevin Lankinen, Arvin Soderblom, and 2020 second-round pick Drew Comesso all in the system right now, I just don't think it would make a lot of sense for this team to slot, to sign Flurry for, like, a two-year deal or something and keep him around until he's 40 years old. I know he still has plenty left in the gas tank. That's not up for debate on my end. But, A, for the amount of money that it would take to bring him back, I guess it le- he's making seven right now. He just won the Vezina. Even if he takes a little bit of a decline this year, I still think he's getting paid a pretty hefty chunk. So for the money that it would take to bring him back, um, and B, for the direction of this team, I just can't really see an extension with Marc-Andre Fleury happening. But one thing I do want to mention, though, is that with Fleury agreeing to play for the Blackhawks next season, I'm willing to bet that in conversations with Stan Bowman and with the front office and the organization, I'm willing to bet that Marc-Andre Fleury told the Blackhawks that if they want him to suit up next season, then they cannot, 100%, cannot move him at the trade deadline unless it's to the Pittsburgh Penguins because that was his old home. I believe that's the only place he would like to go to. But I really do believe that was something that Marc-Andre Fleury brought up to the organization because I highly doubt he's going to want to have to pack up his family once again, you know, after only half a year in Chicago, so that could help the cause a little bit with a potential extension for Marc-Andre Fleury, but all in all, I just personally don't see him being back here in Chicago after this one season, only because it just doesn't fit with what the organization is trying to do, and also considering some of the goaltending prospects that they have already committed themselves to for the future in net. The second question I wanted to answer today came from at Chris underscore Brown one on Twitter. Longtime listener, Chris. Appreciate you always asking your questions. And Chris actually asked this question last week, but I told him that I was going to have to take some more time to think about it before giving him my final answer. But Chris asked last week, if you had to pick a theme for the upcoming season, what would it be and what song would accompany it? This this took a little bit of time here, Chris. Um, but after some more thought, and after the Blackhawks just made a ton of moves in the last six or seven days, the theme that I have for the upcoming season is that hope is on the horizon. That's my theme for the season. You can see it. You can almost reach your arm and and touch the hope that's right in front of your face. I haven't been this hopeful about the Chicago Blackhawks since basically 2017. So, things are starting to finally come back around. We're starting to get some pieces together. And like I said, if you look far enough, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I really believe that hope is on the horizon. It is quite the fitting theme for this, for this young Blackhawks team next year. And if I had to pick one song to go along with it, oh man, I had a couple options here, but the first song 
that came to my mind after Marc-Andre Fleury announced that he's coming to Chicago for next season, the first song that came to mind was Wanna Be Starting Something by Michael Jackson because this really feels like it could be the start of something here in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. We got Seth Jones as our new number one defenseman of the future. We got a great piece around him in Jake McCabe. We still got Calvin DeHaan, Connor Murphy, all the youngsters on the back end. We got Tyler Johnson jumping into that third line center role from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jonathan Taze hopefully will be back and healthy. Same with Kirby Doc now that he's actually going to get a training camp in an off season with Chicago. And we also have the 2021 Vesna Trophy winner backstopping us in that and Mark andre Fleury. So, Chris, want to be starting something. Michael Jackson is my song to accompany the Chicago Blackhawks through the 2021-2022 season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, August 2nd's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and... Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.